This program is brought to you by Bible Media, under the oversight of the elders of the Chipman Road Congregation in Lee Summit, Missouri. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 158 is going to be from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 through chapter 4 and verse 2. As God's people, we need to preach the word and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. We must not soften it or make it more burdensome, but merely let God's word change people. It's perfect the way that it is without any modifications. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 16 through 4 and verse 2 reads, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. I charge you, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and teaching. The scripture is the only thing that is profitable for doctrine, for how the church is to live. It's the only thing that is profitable to reprove, to bring somebody back to Christianity, to back to following God. It is the only thing that is profitable for correction, for correcting somebody that's made a mistake, that has sinned. It is the only thing that is profitable for instruction and righteousness. It is the only thing that can help somebody know how to be right with God. Second Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And then in verse 17 of Second Timothy chapter 3, after you have learned that the word of God is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that word is capable of making you complete. The King James Version here says perfect. It will thoroughly equip you for everything that God wants you to do here on this earth. And then in chapter 4, Paul charged Timothy, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word because it is profitable for doctrine, because it's profitable for reproof, because it is profitable for correction and instruction in righteousness. It needs to be preached and we need to be ready in season and out of season. First Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your heart and always be ready to give an answer for every man that asks you of reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Preach the word. Be ready when they want to hear it and when they don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter because they need it. Every single person that has ever lived going all the way back to Adam and Eve and the very beginning, all the way to the very present, needs the word of God to tell us how to live. First Timothy Chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, Paul would tell Timothy, But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church, the pillar and the ground of the truth. 
every person that has ever lived needs to know how to conduct themselves in the house of God. Preach the word, be ready in season, out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching. Convince, change people's minds. Make them see that they need repentance in their lives, that they need God in their lives. Rebuke, bring them back to God when they do wrong. And then exhort people when they're doing what they need to be doing. But we need to realize that within these verses here, there are three parts. Reprove, correct, instruct. Two negatives, one positive. Convince, rebuke, exhort. Two negatives and one positive. Today, people want more positive than they want negative. But throughout the scriptures, the way that it was is that God understood that we were going to need to be rebuked, convinced, reproved more often than they were, we were going to need to be patted on the back. As God's people, we need to preach the word and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. We must not soften it or make it more burdensome but merely let God's word change people. It is perfect the way that it is without any modifications. God's word does not need to be changed. And so when it says people need to be rebuked and reproved and corrected, that's exactly what we need to do. And when it says that people need to be exhorted, that's exactly what we need to do. We need to follow it to the letter, never ever changing it. In Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 17 through 21, Ezekiel is told this, Son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand." Yet if you warn the wicked, and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. Again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because you did not give him warning. He shall die in his sins, and his righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered, but his blood I will require at your hand." Nevertheless, if you warn the righteous man that the righteous should not sin, and he does not sin, he shall surely live because he took warning. Also, you will have delivered your soul. As God's people, we need to preach the word and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, and rebuke, and exhort. We must not soften it or make it more burdensome, but merely let God's word change people. It is perfect the way that it is without any modifications. Here in Ezekiel chapter 3, Ezekiel was to be a watchman, and he was to tell the people of Israel exactly what God wanted them to know. Verse 17, Son of man, I've made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Tell them what I'm going to tell you, and don't change it. Tell them exactly what I'm going to tell you, because it is going to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. And verse 18 says, When I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, 
nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life, that same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Do not make it softer than what I'm telling you to tell them. I'm telling you that if you don't tell them exactly what they need to hear, they're going to die. Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, for the wages of sin is death. We cannot soften that blow. When God says, if they don't change their ways, they're going to die. That's exactly what we have to tell them. In verse 19, it says, yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity. But you have delivered your soul. If you tell them what I'm telling you to tell them, then you will deliver your soul if they don't change. But you do not have a right to change my word is what God is telling Ezekiel. And he tells us that in Galatians chapter 1 as well, where he tells us, if even if an angel from heaven preaches any other word than what I have preached to you today, let him be accursed. If they preach something different than what Paul was telling them to preach, which is what Paul had received from God, then they were going to be accursed. Paul could only speak those things in which he knew was right. He was only telling the people what God wanted them to know. The same as Jesus, the same as Ezekiel was supposed to do here. He was crying out the warning. In Acts, Paul would say, I'm pure of the blood of all men, for I've not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God, exactly what God wants you to know. So if he did that, if Ezekiel did this, if he told the people of Israel exactly what God wanted him to tell them, then he would be pure of the blood of all men. Because the word of God is what is supposed to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. But if we change it, soften it, or make it more burdensome than what God intends it for it to be, then it can't do its job. In verse 20, says, And again, when a righteous man turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because you did not give him warning. He shall die in his sins, and his righteousness, which he has done, shall not be remembered. But his blood I will require at your hand. And so God wanted Ezekiel to understand that if he did not warn the people, the blood of the people would be on his hand when they died because his word would not be allowed to reprove, to correct, to instruct, to convince, to rebuke, nor to exhort if it was changed or if the entirety of it wasn't preached. And this was so important that God would tell Ezekiel this in more than one location in Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 3, 33, verses 9, 7 through 9, the Bible says, so you, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, you shall hear a word from my mouth and warn them for me. When I say to the wicked, O wicked man, you shall surely die, and you do not speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Nevertheless, if you warn the wicked to turn from his way, and he does not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. And so this was so important that God warned Ezekiel at least twice. As God's people, we need to preach the word 
and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. We must not soften it or make it more burdensome, but merely let God's Word change people. It is perfect the way that it is without any modification. The Word that Ezekiel received from God, that was perfect. It did not need to be changed it did not need to be softened because God knows how to handle people. He knows how to help people. He knows how to change people's hearts. And this is exactly what he has given to us. As God's people, we need to preach the word and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. We must not soften it or make it more burdensome, but merely let God's word change people. It is perfect just the way that it is without any modifications. It does not need to be changed by us. And if we soften it, what are we saying? We're saying we know more than God. We know how to help people better than God. But we don't. We need to use God's word exactly the way that it is written. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20, it says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. We are to use this word and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. And if we allow it to do that, if we go and preach his word exactly the way that he has written it, it will make disciples of all nations. And it will bring people to him. And then we will need to continue to teach them to observe everything that God has commanded. This means we can't soften it or make it more burdensome, but to teach it exactly the way that God wants it to be taught, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded them. This is repeated in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, when he said, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Go and preach the word. Don't change the word. Don't alter the word. Preach the word and they will believe it and be baptized. Those that have the right heart condition are going to be changed by the Word of God. They're going to repent of the sins that are in their life, and it's going to mold them into what God wants them to be. But those that are unwilling to hear it, they're going to be condemned, and we can't soften that. If they're unwilling to believe the Word of God, then they are going to lose their opportunity to go to heaven with Him. They're going to be condemned. And if... That means sometimes we have to tell them exactly what's going to take place. That's exactly what we've got to tell them because the Word of God is straightforward. It doesn't soften the blow when it says people are not going to be saved. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 21, Not everyone that says unto me, Lord, Lord, shall inherit the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. You see, Jesus did not soften the blow. When people were not living right, he would tell them, Look, you need to change or you're going to perish. Luke 19, I'm sorry, Luke 13, verses 3 and 5. I tell you, nay, unless you repent, ye shall all likewise perish. As God's people, we need to preach the word and allow it to reprove, correct, instruct, convince, rebuke, and exhort. We must not soften it or make it more burdensome, but merely let God's word change people. It's perfect the way that it is without any modifications. So as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives 
digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Byway Media by visiting our website, bywaymedia.org. You can find all of our podcasts and all major podcast platforms. As always, we thank you for listening.